Blog Talk Radio. How would you like to get the inside scoop on the secret sauce of show business? Imagine being ahead of the pack when it comes to knowing how to land that part you crave in that film, play, or TV program. Listen to the Inside Acting Radio Show hosted by William Powell, the king of D.C. media, at blogtalkradio.com. Search Inside Acting. Good evening, my dear fans. Welcome to the 6th Annual Inside Acting Radio Show Super Bowl Special, which covers Super Bowl 53, which happens Sunday, February 3rd at 6.30 p.m. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta and features the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots. Tonight, we have a distinguished panel of experts to talk about the game, including sports writer Andy Arnold, and also comedian and former NFL Films broadcaster David DiLorenzo, former pro football player Patrick Cole, Hollywood actor Tico Wells from the Five Heartbeats and real estate guru Eric Davalos. Now, tonight we're going to be looking at uh, what went on during press week. Uh, also, look at the, uh, the strategy for the Rams, the strategy for the Pats, matchups, predictions, all that fun stuff. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So I see we the, the, the switchboards are just lighting up, and we're going to bring everybody on in. So let me go ahead and bring everybody on the air. Good evening, my friends. Good, Hello. good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Hey. Hey. Hi, William. How are you, everybody? Good evening. Hey. How was everybody? All good, right. Good. All right. We got a full house. We got a full house. Okay, all right, this is fantastic. So one of the things I want to get into is I know we had a, a fantastic press week. Uh, a lot of a lot of funny things happened. I know uh, Tom Brady had his, his little thing with, uh, with the quarterback on the Rams and, and the whole thing. So uh, so I guess we'll just throw this out to um, – well, I, I guess, Tico, I guess I'll throw it out to you. I, I know you're out there in L.A. and everything, and uh, you're probably rooting for the Rams. So talk about that. Talk about some of the things that uh, impressed you about uh, press week, the press night for uh, Super Bowl. Well, you know, I should you, you should have sent me uh, my homework assignment because I didn't I didn't watch any press. I haven't seen any press this press week at at all. So I am. If anything happened incredible, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good night, Tico. Okay, Thanks that's for playing right. along. That's okay. Thank you for, okay, David, how about you? What was your impressions? Well, I'm right along with Tico as well. I saw some of the events going on, but, you know, like the rest of us, I have to work for a living too, and I uh, did catch uh-huh. some, uh, some, some of the, of the uh, media day and so forth. Uh, of course, you know, I'm in the New England area, the Boston area, and I am, of course, rooting for the Patriots again. Uh, I, I might I just might preface by saying I am actually a Tom Brady fan, and <laughs> – I'm more so than I am a Vikings. I'm a Vikings fan growing up, more so than a Patriots fan. But my point is this: I think Tom Brady has really elevated his play as he's gotten older, and it doesn't look like it's a steroid issue. Obviously, most people would never really think that anyway. But the way he lives his lifestyle, et cetera. But I think it's ironic that of all the players drafted, like sixth round, 199th player, all these quarterbacks taken ahead of him, that he's the guy that seems to be what everyone's saying, the greatest of all time. And people still denounce it. They're saying, no, he's not. He's, he cheats. He does this. It, he takes the air out of the balls. It, we always have to try to find something to tear someone down. And I think that's unfortunate. But uh, I don't, it's going to be a great game. I know that for sure. The Rams are ready. The <clears throat> Patriots are ready. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, Patrick, uh, chime in on that. So everybody, so uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Eric Dickerson, who should know better. He's talking about, oh, this old ass man. He's playing football. <laughs> what's, what's your take on uh, Tom Brady? Tom Brady's age. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I'm totally against uh, against people who talk about you know people are too old to play football because I played till I was 42. So um, I, I don't I don't agree. You know, with uh, age is nothing but a number. And uh, if you can get the job done, it doesn't matter how old you are, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, um, Tom Brady, 
you know, um, he's definitely the GOAT. You know, uh, if he can, if he can, you know, he, he keeps going out there every year doing doing the job and performing. As long as he keeps performing, uh, hey, I don't care if he's a hundred. As long as he's getting the job done, you know. Um, I mean, you got you got some people uh, that that are haters out there. You know, hate, hey, haters want to hate. You know, I guess they they are angry because they can't play at that age, so. <laughs> I guess that's, well, that's right. true, and, and the game has changed. You know, it's changed over the years with the free agency. That's why everyone's amazed how the Patriots are able to do it in this age of you know free agents and team players changing teams. They're losing coaches after almost every run. They've had two or three runs here, three Super Bowls in four years. They lose two or three coaches, and not just a coach, coordinators, defensive, offensive. Again, they're going to lose their defensive coordinator again this year to the Miami Dolphins. So if they can pull this game out. I think we can actually probably sit back and say they're probably the greatest football organization, you know, of the last 50 years anyway, at least. And uh, I think it's, it says a lot for the ownership. They've had the team 25 years, and uh, they will have been in uh, this is their, what, 11th Super Bowl overall, ninth, I guess, under the Tom Brady regime with Bill Belichick. That's a lot to be said for that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? Uh, so we, Andy, uh, Andy, what? go ahead. Uh, go ahead, let everybody, if you want. Oh, you know what, yeah, I, I wanted to say this. I have a friend, Tico, I have a friend um, who at the age of 68, uh, he's a runner, and he ran in 38 days from Santa Monica, California, to San Francisco, California. Wow. In 38 wow. days. Okay. Wow. Backwards. <clears throat> Backwards. Backwards. Oh my God! Really? He, he calls wow. himself the backwards running man. Look him up on YouTube. He calls himself oh the backwards running man. Okay, so him and an elementary school friend of his got an RV, and every day uh, his friend would drive maybe 14 miles ahead, and he would run. You know, and they That's would they crazy. would tell the, uh, the, the 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 highway patrol, "Hey, we're coming." You know, right. and. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, I think people are taking better care of themselves, too, these days. So 40, I mean, come on, 40. What's 40? 40 is nothing. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's old school talking. <clears throat> Same with Pacquiao, you know, the other night. People were talking about, oh, Pacquiao's 40. He's an old man. Please, give me a break. I mean, you know, right. Lewis Foreman won the heavyweight championship at age 45. So, I mean, like I said, that's right. people going to hate. Haters going to hate. It's you know people say that because they can't perform at that age. That's that's yep. why, that's why they say that. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Floyd Mayweather knocked the crap out of that brother, that young young uh, Japanese guy. And was he forty oh, one yeah. now? Yeah, that was quite a fight. But there's an expression they use up here now. They hate us because they ain't us, and that's the thing in New England, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of funny. But uh, you know, obviously, you I'm, I'm just a fan. I have nothing to do with it other than you know, as a fan's perspective. But I think it's amazing that of all these other legendary teams, I'm looking at the list of uh, Super Bowls. You've got the Redskins, the Giants, the Packers, 49ers, Cowboys, Steelers, that the New England Patriots, who were, were known as the Patsies at one time, came out of nowhere over these last 15, 20 years and uh, have, have become you know, the, the, the greatest team probably in NFL history. Their first Super Bowl was 34 years ago this week or last week. And that was in 1985. And uh, since then, you know, they've run the uh, the board. They're on, and this is their 11th appearance. And uh, Steelers have eight. Cowboys and Broncos have eight. So, you know, if you, if you want to beat them, you know, if you want to want to hate them, then beat them. So it's a simple oh yeah, they they you know? they're the best. Tom Brady. I you know I think people are silly, man. At the beginning of the year, all the sports commentators talking about uh, Brady's lost a step. Brady's. Brady's looking old. Brady's having a terrible season. I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what football games they are watching, but Tom Brady throws as, and this is what kills me, is the comparison of Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like people right. have elevated Aaron Rodgers to be this mythical figure, and you know he's so much better than Brady. I'm like, give me a break, give me a break, please, yeah. please. <laughs> yeah, he, he won his then only Super Bowl. Break. 
Yeah, he won his only Super Bowl nine years ago, 2010. So yeah, yeah, know, that's right. Ever since? That's right. A lot of it has to do with heart and things you can't measure, and just the the sheer competitiveness. I mean, you we see it in other sports. I mean, uh, Tiger, you know, years ago, uh, you know, in his prime, and you get uh, there's so many. I mean, Ali. You I mean you got uh, right. yeah, Jordan in basketball, Kobe in basketball. Uh, just some people just have that that heart. I'm gonna say this though, you know, um, you know, there's two it's two different situations. They, you know, people need to stop, you know, saying who's better than who. You know, Tom Brady is in a different situation than um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is in a different situation than Tom Brady. I mean, you know, one one man doesn't make doesn't make a team. You know, it That's takes true. 45 men to win. Just like George Allen said back in the day, it takes 45 minutes to win. So uh, it's two different situations, you know. Um, the Green Bay Packers don't have a Gronk, a Gronk you know. And, uh, and and just like the, uh, the New England Patriots, uh, the Green Bay Packers don't have the players that's on the New England Patriots. So you got two different situations. <clears throat> you know, they're both great quarterbacks. I'm not going to say – you know, one is better than the other one. You know, it's uh, they're both great. You know, it's just Tom Brady has, uh, I think, a more uh, surrounding cast around him that's a little bit better than the uh, uh, players on the Green Bay Packers. Because to tell you the truth, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers did not have a line this year at all, really. So no, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's unfair. It's unfair to you know judge who's better than who. You know. And you just have exactly. Tom Brady for his merits. There you I go. Remember Terry there you Bradshaw. go. I remember. Well, Terry you know, Philip Philip Rivers a is a is a good. Philip Rivers is a good quarterback. Drew Brees is a great quarterback. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure San Diego. I mean, uh, L.A. L.A. Chargers. It's still hard for me to say L.A. Chargers. Um, but <laughs> LA Chargers. I'm sure this this still going. <laughs> hmm, should we have kept Drew Brees? At least you know, and right. he only has one Super Bowl, but it doesn't doesn't mean that he's not a great quarterback. Exactly. You know, I think I think I think we need to get away from who's the greatest because, like Michael Jordan said, I didn't play against the Will Chamberlains and the you know the the right. uh, Bill Russells of the world. Yeah, right. right. And, and you know. Well, I William if and anything, I probably we look at Bill, Bill Russell. Yeah, I remember watching Oscar Robinson play, and he was. Yeah, we never thought anyone would play better than Oscar Robinson when he played. Yeah, the big right. O, the big O. Yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> big o, so. yeah Eric, what, what's and, your take and, on that? And Russell, Russell had was a coach too. We got to remember that he was yep. a player coach. We don't yeah, even see that anymore. No. He well, wanted to be a player coach. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, LeBron could probably pull it off if anyone could. I think LeBron James could he pull it off. Could. Yeah, exactly. He probably could. Yeah. Michael could have too, I, th- I believe. Michael oh, yeah. could have been probably a player coach. Yeah, no question. Yeah, but, but coaching, you got to have patience. So that kind of segues into uh, some yeah. of the coaching matchups and the strategies. So I know um, Wade Phillips is a defensive coordinator on the Rams. So um, I'll, th- I'll throw this out here. This question out here about the strategy. So what's going to be some of the Rams' strategy? I know they've got the they've got the pretty good uh, defensive line there. So I mean, what's what's going to be the keys for them? The Rams I don't know what they're going to be. You said what's going to be the key to the Rams' defensive line? Is that what you said? <laughs> no, the, no. Some of the some of the. Uh, I guess some of the keys for them on defense, basically. Oh, well. To get some three and outs. To get three and outs against the Patriots, right? Okay, Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. I think if Sue Sue has a great day, if Dominican Sue has a great day up the middle, Tom Brady does not like pressure for one thing. So if the Rams get their ends going around the corner and Sue gets that pressure up the middle, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to go out and let me say it will be a long day for Tom Brady because he can't scramble. Uh, but you know the Rams have to get significant pressure in this game in order to win. You know if they do, they have a great chance of winning. 
But if they let Tom Brady sit back there in the rocking chair, he'll eat them alive. I guarantee you. It'll be an easy win for the Patriots. But uh, if they if the Dominican Sue plays that miracle, that uh, that great game that he played against the Cowboys, they it's gonna be a long day for the Patriots. I think the uh, the Rams have to watch those short those short passes, the screens and the the quick passes across the middle. That's they, they eat, the Patriots eat you up with that. They eat you up, you know, and uh, all the. Um, the, the so-called idiots talking about the Patriots don't have a number one receiver. If Wes Welker is not a number one, I don't know what you call him. I mean, exactly. Maybe you I don't mean, need, you don't need a number one. Well, I mean, that's well, a Wes Welker. I'm sorry, Edelman. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's evil they, clones. They, they, yeah, evil clones. Yeah. It's a it's a, it's a two man yeah. show. It's right. a two man show. It's a, that's what he passes to every play. It's like a, you know, it's a two man show. So that's got to be his number one. Yeah, well, I don't think anyone. I, I think somebody said he was slow. Are you crazy? <laughs> he is not slow. He's shifty. Yeah, once he gets going, he's quick. And he was a quarterback in college at Kent State, a seventh round draft pick. How about that? That's even further out than Tom wow. Brady was a sixth round draft wow. pick. Wow, that's amazing. Let me just point this out. Brady, of course, has to stay on his feet, but the coverage—we all know what a coverage sack is—and I think you know with Talib and all those guys in the defensive backfield, that is going to help the Rams get pressure. But nobody is better at finding his second and third receivers underneath, you know, right where the linebackers were probably going to be, and throw it to the James Whites of the world or throw it to even Gronk if Gronk can slide out from a, a blocking stance. You know, are they going to chip on Donald? Are they going to try to get Sue going one way and make the play go the other way? The running game, of course. Let me just harken back to one game that I remember a Super Bowl when the Buffalo Bills, their first Super Bowl against the Giants, Super Bowl 25, opening drive for the Giants. They had the ball about nine minutes on the opening kickoff. And that's what the Patriots did mm. in Kansas City in that playoff game yeah. two weeks ago. And they ate up half the clock in the first quarter. You know, Mahomes didn't see the field until the, the clock said five minutes or ten, seven minutes, wherever it was. And it was down seven to nothing. So that's going to be a key right there, too. And also, too, if yeah. Gurley, uh, if Gurley has that same game he had against the Cowboys, then you know, in the offensive line control the Cowboys D-line. The Rams look really good that night when, uh, you know, if they have a good running game, uh, they definitely can win, win against the Patriots too. <laughs> but, you know, all that has to come into play. You know, if yep. they play the same game they played against the Cowboys, they will dominate the Patriots. Yep. It's funny people say, the Cowboys that yeah. I love when people say the score is going to be 41, say 41-24. Well, those are the ages of the quarterbacks. So you've got Brady at 41. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, uh, you know, the kid that's 24 years old there for the Rams, who was, you know, highly wow. touted draft, number draft, number one draft pick. But this is his first yeah. Super Bowl. Is he going to be able to deal with the pressure? You know, uh, when when the anthem ends and the kickoff is made, that's when the juices flow, the hair on the back of your neck stands up, the goosebumps happen, and who's going to make the first error? How about the game? William, I was on your show the year that Seattle played Denver. And the first play of the yeah. game, it was a snap over uh, Peyton Manning's head for safety. <laughs> you know, who yeah, I remember that. that. Yeah, remember yeah that? Definitely, that's definitely that's what you call nerves. Yeah. Right, right. That's that was definitely a crazy nerves. So. Yeah, well, I remember gentlemen, last yeah, we were talking. Gentlemen, sports yeah. all this talk about the Rams. They don't even belong <laughs> in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, the Saints, oh, really? yeah, that, that non-call, a matter of time, you know, we should name that the call, right? Right. The call, yeah, yeah the, not I, the catch, I, I the will call. Say, you know, you're, you're right. The non-call. So, women, let's don't. go back to that. So, Annie, Annie so talk, elaborate on that. Why why don't they belong in the Super Bowl? Because of the call. Because of the non-call by the non-official who let that pass interference in the fourth <laughs> quarter go. That's why they don't belong in the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. If the by made a bad some call. mistake, if by some weird mistake they win this thing, they'll have a they'll have a, 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 a mark next to their name, yep. like in a strike yeah. field, strike shortened season or something. That's that right. was the, the worst yeah. call yep. since the '72 Olympics. 
when the Soviets were given three chances to That's beat right. the Americans right. in the gold medal basketball game. Yep. Well, what about the tuck rule? What about the well, tuck rule? Well, there you huh. go. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, there's a lot to be said for that, too. Here's the other thing. So, People I, don't realize I, I, about that. Perspective. Okay. Check this out. Check this what, out, guys. What was that, David? Um, no, no, quickly, I'll one, just say quickly. One call. Go ahead. No, go ahead. One, one call, you know, everybody's going to hop on that one call. But the fact of the matter is you got, what, 60 minutes? Everybody, Every team gets 60 minutes to right. win a game? Yeah. So that one call did not wow, win or lose the game. That's you know, true. if you want to yeah, win, you got You can't. You, know you can't what? leave it in the refs' hands. They used so to always tell us that you goes. cannot leave it into the hands of the refs. That's very true. And you know what the old saying goes: "You damn if you do, and damn if you don't." So it, it goes both ways. The refs made a, a bad call, and like my man saying right now, you cannot blame that one call. If you're a good team, you can overcome that one call and win the game. So, but yep. you know, it goes, it it goes both call. ways, you know. It was not a call. There was nothing going both ways. It was an right. obvious pass interference, as the league admitted right after the game. Yeah, but that's yeah, not why true. they lost we're, the game. No, we're not that's not why they lost the game. It was a bad call. It was definitely that's a bad call. That's not why they lost the but game. We, it was a terrible they didn't call. Stop, they didn't stop the Rams. They didn't stop the Rams. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, no, that's if not the Saints won that game, game, we wouldn't even be talking about it. If the Saints won, no one would even bring it up. They'd be like, oh, yeah, remember that stupid call? Well, the Saints won anyway. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. the one thing people forget about that play, though, when you think about it, if you look at the replay, it happened at around the six-yard line. You know, and then and the, the defensive player, the defensive player got fined for a head-to-head, a head-to-head uh, collision with the player, and that wasn't even called, and yet he has to pay a fine because of it. So that's, that's kind of ironic. Is. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah. So, you Eric, know, what's, and, what's your uh, – hold on, hold on. So, Eric, what's what's your take on that, on the on the call? Well, I'm enjoying everybody's point of view, but the way I look at it, you're right. That one call doesn't complete the game, but it happened at the end of the game. I'm a, I'm not a fan of the Rams or the Saints, but I feel so bad for the Saint organization and the fans because I feel if it was called, <laughs> we're talking Saints – you know, against the Patriots all the way. But, hey. But they ended up scoring, didn't they? Didn't they end up scoring? No. Well, if you remember what happened, they could have they could have kicked the field goal, yes. You know, kicked the field goal with maybe, what, 25 seconds left in the game? What are the, yeah, what's I think the it was probability of them coming back, you know? What's the probability of the other team coming back and, and scoring? Right. And the first time so, in history, yeah. the two championship over, game you know, went There's nothing you can do about it. But there's nothing you can do about it. I, 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 um, I forgot. Can somebody recap what happened after that call? The Rams got the ball and kicked the field goal? Yeah, they came down to tie Does the anybody game remember? and went into overtime. Right. So I think because the Saints got you a field goal it. out of that play. That's what happened. So yeah. They got the field goal. Right. And, and then got, the if they got a touchdown, they probably would have won the game outright. Okay, so then what happened in overtime? Good question. I forgot. Was there overtime? The Rams. <laughs> yeah, the Rams kicked the field goal. Yeah, it was overtime. All we know is the passive interference wasn't called. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people forget <laughs> what happened after goal. that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess the point is <laughs> a whole bunch of plays happened happen after that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, a whole bunch, of, game. Game. bunch yeah. of football yeah. happened after that, and – the the Saints didn't stop the Rams. So, I guess that's the way to look I, I at even, it. You know, they all got their money. They all got paid. Hey, <laughs> I'm not crying for Yeah, and somebody was even talking about going to court. I think it was a petition. Uh, <laughs> that was talking about some, yeah, that, that got thrown out. Please. <laughs> Please. Yeah, a senator, I think, the governor, I think, of, uh, of Louisiana came out with that or something and wanted to go. You know, sue somebody. It's like there's nobody to sue. They even, they even question, had though. signs on the on the highway. We got robbed. Yeah. Did you, did you all see the signs they had on the highway? Oh, in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, in Atlanta, right outside the yeah, right outside the stadium in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was fun. Wow. Now, did somebody want to bring both teams back together? Hey, hey, but you know what the game again? Goes, guys. <laughs> right. You know the old saying goes, guys. We don't live in a perfect world, so hey, everybody right. makes mistakes. Everybody's human. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly. I'll just tell you. That's the way to look at it. And, and you know what? And just put a cap on that, all right? Just right. Go on to something else. <laughs> right. There you and go. how many so, times have we heard you know, that they could call holding on every play? Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's put it this way. I want to change gears one second. How exciting was that Uh Kansas City Patriots championship game, though, to have Kansas City come all the way down with under, what, 39 seconds left, kick a field goal to tie it, to go to overtime, and then to live by the coin flip again. The Patriots win the coin flip, score the touchdown, and the Chiefs don't get the ball back. And everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. Now we're going to change that rule. They should get the ball back even if the Patriots score a touchdown. Well, the rule was changed because of the New Orleans game against the Minnesota Vikings a few years back, 09, as a matter of fact, when uh, Brett Favre, you know, threw that interception, and it went overtime, and then Saints came down, kicked the field goal, and that was it. So in the offseason, the, the uh, competition committee said, wait a minute, let's change the overtime rule. Team can score a field goal, but we give the other team a chance to score a field goal to tie it and or score a touchdown. But if you come down and don't score anything – and the other team gets the ball, this is going to be the second possession of the overtime, then that team can get a field goal and win the game. So it's, you know, uh, man, I'll tell you, it's so crazy. Uh, I don't think they're going to change any of the rules now. But Kansas City uh, fans are like, wait a minute. You could, you could be there all night. That, that's the whole thing exactly. about that. Is you, could, you could be there all night. Yeah, so right. Andy, what do you think about that? What do you think about the overtime rules? I think if you have a rule, you have to stick to it. The whole purpose of overtime is, the first team that scores wins. Yeah. Right. Right, but they've changed that. If you score a field goal on the first possession of overtime, the other team gets a chance to come down and do the same thing. Or if they score a touchdown, they win. So, I mean, it's, it's but kind of weird. But the rules. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. yeah. first person to score a touchdown wins. That's, they they can't adopt the college. To, Oh, the, the college overtime rule is weird because every team gets the ball in the 25. There was a f- college football game this past season. I forget the two teams, maybe on the, Arkansas or somebody. The final score was like 74 to 73. College oh football. God. College football. Look it up. Yeah. It was overtime. They had like 11 possessions. Yeah. It was like 10 or 11 That's possessions. That's more than the bas- some basketball games at college. <laughs> that That's is true. insane. Wow. Yep. Eric, I mean, the bottom the, line is whatever rules, rules they make. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Eric, what, to, what, was your, yeah. what was your opinion on that? Uh, you know what? I didn't think about it until after all this, after this year. Now, after uh-huh. seeing what happened this year, for me, it makes uh-huh. sense. Except for that one little instance where it was 76 to 74 or whatever what the gentleman was talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like to see both offenses have the have the ball, especially now that the NFL is so geared towards uh, offense. Um, I like to see Mahomes have the ball, and, and if he doesn't score, great. If you do, then let's keep going. And some defense has to stop somebody at some point. There you go. There you go. I got to talk about one of my favorite subjects, and that is uh, the Pats and their and their strategy. I'm just amazed. At, it's some of the things they come up with. So, Patrick, I guess I go back to you on this. On uh, you got this offensive coordinator here, Josh McDaniels, and then uh, also on the defensive side, they do a lot of of crazy things. The Pat. So, what's going to be what? What kind of game do you see Josh McDaniels calling on Sunday? Well, it's going to be like uh, like my man said earlier. Uh, the Patriots kill you. They kill you with a lot of screens and. You know, the same thing, you know what really amazes me? Uh, the Redskins have the same offense, the same think and dunk offense. And the yeah. Patriots are successful with it, and we're not. <laughs> so that's what gives me. Um, but the Patriots, uh, they kill you with their screen. So if they, if uh, Edelman gets out there with his two-man show and, you know, with, uh, you know, how Tom Brady does, if he gets out there with that two-man show and starts throwing, a, you know, starts being successful with the screens and jobs, because they're going to call a lot of screens. And if the Rams don't get that pressure up the middle with the Dominican Sue and those ends, you know, uh, come around, you know, then it's going to be a long day for the Rams. But, you know, the, the Patriots, if, if they do start pressuring Tom Brady at the middle, the Patriots will do something to make them overrun the play. You know, they always have – Belichick always has an answer for everything. 
So that's why, you know, that's off to the Patriots. You know, I, I pick against them every year, but, you know, Belichick's brilliant, you know, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to figure it out, you know. Um, I'm hmm. rooting for the – like I said, I'm not a Patriots fan or a Rams fan, but I'm rooting for the Rams to win because we had Sean McVay and we let him get away. Yeah. Uh, so um, that that that's that's another story, but um, you know I'm rooting for the, the young guy. But then again, you know the Patriots they uh, they make adjustments. You know it's a lot of teams in the NFL. Like Brian Mitchell said something interesting on the radio. You know other teams make adjustments. Redskins don't. You know anytime Belichick has a problem, he makes adjustments right away. He doesn't even wait till halftime. Have you guys noticed when there's a problem? You know, yeah. especially if they're on top ready, he makes some right. adjustments right away. He'll do it per like series, seconds. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, he'll do it in the series. So, you know, that's yeah. why the Patriots are such a successful team in the in the National Football League because they're very smart. They make adjustments right away. They don't wait till halftime like the average team does. They make adjustments like you say in between series. So the game plan, I think that Josh McDaniels is going to call. They're not going to change anything. They're going to do the same dink and dunk screens. And if the uh, Rams start, you know, getting a lot of pressure, they're going to make the Rams over overrun the play. Or they might if they might beat them deep, you know. They might Tom um, Edelman run under it. Tom Brady will throw the ball pass him that Edelman run under it. Because he's quick enough to run under it. So I don't know what that uh, retarded guy was saying that Edelman's slow. He's not slow. He's pretty pretty quick. He's, yeah, uh, he's pretty, you know, he's, he's shifty. It kind of so, harkens uh, back to, like, Gary Clark and those guys, the Smurfs back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Edelman's got that kind of quickness that, uh, that Gary had. Yeah, he does. He really does. Take yeah, this into consideration. <laughs> take this into consideration. The two times that the Patriots played Kansas City this season, one was here in New England and one was in Kansas City. The Chiefs scored 31 points in the second half in both of those games. So as Belichick can make his adjustments, he still gave up 31 points. On average, if you give up 31 points in the second half of a football game, you're going to lose. And yet they won both. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You have to know how to – these days you have to know how to win those, those, those shootouts. Exactly. So, there you go. There you go. So then, Patrick, I got We got to talk about some then defense. What kind of defense do you see the Pats calling? Well, uh, the Pats run a very simple defense too. Uh, it's not very, uh, you know, not very complicated. You know, they just run average blitzes, and you know, they. Uh, I think they're going to blitz the young guy a little bit more this Sunday, just because of his age and his inexperience. Like the guy said earlier, you know, he's going to be very nervous. So what do you do with a nervous uh, young quarterback? You listen. So that's exactly what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to throw a lot of uh, looks at him. They're going to throw a lot of uh, a lot of stunts, a lot of blitzes, a lot of outside blitzes. They're going to be coming. They're going to be coming everywhere. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at him, and rightfully right. so because he's going to be young. Uh, he's never been in a big show, so they're going to test his nerves. So um, I hope that the Rams make adjustments uh, to the to those blitzes and don't wait till halftime like the average team does in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. I hope they do the same thing the Patriots do, make adjustments in between series because they're going to throw they're going to throw the, everything with the kitchen sink at the young guy, you know. But there's a there's a great counter, they can counter they can they can counter like that with Gurley though, you know if Gurley has a good day then, you know, um, they can set him up for the play action and beat him. You know, there's a lot of things that could be done. If Todd Gurley can set the tone, yeah, there's going to be trouble in New England. If if he can run the ball and do exactly uh the kind of ball control offense that the Patriots might, uh, you know, try to run. You know, don't forget, Sean McVay said he idolizes Belichick to a certain degree, follows his type of coaching. And if this could turn out to be where the Rams – say the Rams get the opening kickoff, and they eat the clock up for eight minutes and put keep Brady off the field for the half of the first quarter, that could be significant as well. That now you say the key point. Q 
keep Brady off the field. If the Rams, you know what? That's I'm going to make this the key point. If the Rams want to okay. win this game tomorrow, they all they have to do is keep Brady's offense on the sideline. Keep Brady right. and the offense on the sideline. And the key to that is running the ball to control offense, like like my man said uh, with Gurley. If Gurley has a big day, the Rams will win. Like I said, if the Rams can make a carbon copy of the game they played against the Cowboys, they will definitely mm. beat the Patriots. You know, because they 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 ball control the Cowboys to death, and they kept Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott on the sideline. So they right. have to do the same thing that, uh, against the Patriots. That's true. So that that that's a that's a critical question. So and I, I threw this to Andy. So Andy, do you think this game will be a shootout or a grind out? Well, if I were going to play an over-under, I'd play under. I think defenses are going to be there and they're going to earn their money, but I think in the end the Patriots are going to come through like they usually do. I think that yeah. uh, both of these both of these teams have struggled on defense all year, even though the Rams have, have great uh, – Front line players. Um, remember in that Kansas City game, what was it, 40, 41, 43, or 41? Yeah, 43 to 40. 40 to 41 yeah. up there, yeah. 43 yeah. to 40. Yeah, okay, crazy. so the Rams, the Rams gave up 40 points. The defense gave and I think that's one of the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to have to address that too. They gave up mm. 43 points. So, Wait a minute, no, no, you're talking about, are you talking about the Rams and the Chiefs game? Yeah, the Rams that, and the that, Chiefs games, yeah. That game was I think that game was in the fifties. It was like fifty three to fifty or something. That was the first game fifty three to fifty. Yeah, NFL his first over, game that's in right, NFL history. Both teams scored fifty points. Yeah. Highest scoring right, game in right, NFL right. combined. Yeah, it's amazing. That's insane. I did find that college yeah. score. L S U L S U beat Texas A and M uh seventy four to seventy two in seven overtimes on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Wow. <laughs> crazy game that was. That's crazy. Actually, Texas A&M won. I'm sorry. Uh, you you're know, get, yeah. you get whiplash trying to watch that game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Seven overtimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whiplash trying. Actually, we got to talk about Sean McVay. Rams... Go ahead. Actually, in that Chiefs-Rams game, the, the Chiefs offense uh, did much better than the Rams offense. The Rams' defense actually scored, right. uh, scored and, and had some takeaways. Exactly. Pick so, six. Uh, yeah. yeah, they had a pick six and a and, uh, couple fumble recoveries and interceptions. So they, their defense did a little better than the, than the Chiefs. The Chiefs need a defense really bad. Uh, and, and you know what? You you just reminded me of something, Tigo. You you know what? The Rams. You know what? See, the Patriots are so smart. They might make the Rams. They might. Expose the Rams as being one-dimensional, and what I mean by that is Gurley really controls that offense. If Gurley has a good running game, everything opens up on the Rams' offense. You guys notice that? But if Gurley doesn't have a good game, yeah. the Rams become one-dimensional. He was so I he was hurt or something last week. Expose the Rams as being one-dimensional. If they shut Gurley down, then the Patriots will dominate. Well, there's something. Yeah, you you're right. Something has been wrong with him. I don't. They didn't. They didn't come out and say that he was hurt or anything. But remember, C.J. Uh-huh. Anderson was uh, was playing a lot towards the end of the season. Um, there were a couple games when people were like, "Why is Gurley on the sidelines?" And uh, yeah. one game he yeah, was I, hurt, I but then he when he came back, it wasn't something wasn't right. Yeah. So we don't know what what Gurley we're going to get. Well, but well, but they got a great backup. He was having an injury because he kept riding the bike, and and that's you know, and that's something uh, happened with his legs, you know, and mm. he, he'll, he's not you'll never know until the, until the game's over, you know. Yeah, but that that's C.J. True. Anderson was—he's a bad boy too. Yeah, is that his last name, Anderson? C.J. Yeah. Anderson, Anderson played with Denver. Yeah, yeah, won a yeah, Super Bowl with Denver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's yeah, he's really good. Um, so I don't think if, if Gurley's not able to go, I think Anderson, uh, I think they'll be all right with Anderson. Yeah. I'm looking uh, at what was that game? Uh, on the Rams. Had a pretty good game against somebody. 
Yeah, yeah, these receivers on the Rams, you got Robert Woods, you got uh, Brandon Cooks. So uh, I'm wondering about how successful they're going to be. I know this guy, Tyreek Hill, he disappeared last night. They did a, a, a magician's act on him last week, the Pats did. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, that's the Belichick it depends, magic. You know, it depends on how Gurley does. You say, I wonder how those Rams receivers. Like I said, Gurley is really – it's really uh, – it depends on how he does. If he has a good day, everybody will. But if he doesn't, I don't know. Well, the rule yeah. of Belichick is he takes your best player usually out of the game. He, he will not let his team get beat by your best player. So, if you can beat him without your best player, he'll tip his hat. Uh, even up here in New England, mm-hmm. when a rookie quarterback comes into New England for the first time in the Belichick era, he is 11-0 and against those first-year quarterbacks. And, of course, you know, Goff's not a first-year quarterback. But take that in consideration. They're 11-0 in New England. And the last 11 rookie quarterbacks to come here, 11-0, you know, against Belichick. And so it's interesting. Wow. Well, and, and really, Mahomes was a rookie. Exactly. For in all the sense of this is first, this is, yeah. this, this is first year playing, you know. Exactly. As a starter, yeah. He had a great year, though. He had a great year. Oh, my God. You know what? Great That's year. like a – going to be – He's going to be the next That's Tom a Marino. Brady. I don't care what nobody. A Marino If the Chiefs can get a defense, they can be another uh, Patriots. They can go to the Super Bowl eleven times too if they can just find a defense. I, I really. I, and that quarterback. Well, wait a minute. Be, be careful now. Be careful now ago. because remember, Marino. I mean, that's the only thing with that. You got to look at the entire system though. Because, I mean, because, okay, people are going to look at film. Once they look at film of uh, Mahomes, then you wonder how hopefully he'll he'll overcome that. Because when you look at film on him, then maybe you can figure him out. So, Andy, what's, what's your take on that? What, what do you think Mahomes is going to do next year? Next year in this game. <laughs> but just like, I mean, but just like in general, what do you think about you think What about it you think about his future? I think Mahomes is going to have a great year if he can just, you know, eliminate that sophomore jinx crap. But I don't believe in that. So I think he's going to have a great year. I think he'll have a great future, but I do believe in the sophomore jinx. I've seen it too many times. Uh, yeah. yeah. If he can we'll just get over that. Bro, that's you can't really expect him to repeat what he did this year. Right, right, right. right. <clears throat> Do you guys remember his dad when his dad pitched in the big leagues? Pat, Pat Mahomes? No, no. Yeah, he was a right-handed relief pitcher with the Minnesota Twins. I think he pitched with Kansas City. He might have had a cup of coffee with the Yankees. Uh, he was a pretty good pitcher. He was a big guy, about 6'4". And uh, I think Patrick, like they said, he came along with him. He was a heck of a baseball player as well. Um, you know, yeah. Patrick Mahomes here. And, yeah, I didn't, know, uh, I didn't know his father played uh, pro baseball. I don't know. You know, yeah, he yeah. was in the big leagues probably 13, 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, just looking now, NFC, NFL teams have won 27 Super Bowls. AFL, AFC teams have won 25 Super Bowls. And hmm. It's about was, even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was a time when the AFC now. couldn't win one at all. You know, they won 11 yeah, years. Yeah, without winning period one. in the 80s. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's interesting. But, uh, you know, again, it comes with Pittsburgh was an original NFL team. Uh, so was the Cleveland Browns, and actually, and... Uh, also, the Baltimore Colts, per se, Indianapolis Colts. So when that merger happened in 1970, they jumped from NFL, you know, to merge and make it an AFC. And that actually, that deal was actually made before Super Bowl three, when the Jets played the Colts. I think it might have right, right after that. So when Minnesota played Kansas City in New Orleans, which was a game that was supposed to be played in the Superdome, but it wasn't ready, and they played it in a soggy two-lane stadium where they spray painted the mud. To actually make it green. <laughs> Don't forget, I worked in NFL films for wow. years, so I know all this stuff. You know, I got to meet Hank wow. Graham and, and Lenny Dawson over the years, and uh, Willie Lanier. I got to tell you a quick story. Willie Lanier grew up in uh, the Virginia area, went to Morgan State. One of the most unselfish people on the planet. Never gets uh, noticed about it, but what he did for years in the in Virginia and the surrounding areas, he would go into these secondary neighborhoods with row housing and get corporate funding from banks and corporations and industrial people, knock the whole row housing down, rebuild it, and put the same families right back into these beautiful new homes 
with new washing machines and new refrigerators and stoves, et cetera. And that let is these people, awesome. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills thinking about it. He was one of the greatest men I'd ever spend time with. I've been to Canton, Ohio about 12 years, 12 different times, and having dinner with Joe Green and Terry Bradshaw and uh, Dawn Shula. Yeah. But meeting Willie Lanier was such a thrill. And Gail Sayers, again, I'm not name-dropping, but some of these tremendous men who did so much behind the scenes that nobody ever knew about. Yeah. You know, they need, we need to tip our hats to these gentlemen who built the NFL. And Eric Dickinson was saying the other day, a lot of these men don't even have medical coverage still. And my late partner, Vince mm. Casciotti, uh, was the director of archives, worked with Steve Sable much, very much. And I met Steve. I worked with Steve. And we tried our best. We had a company called PAT, uh, Players Assistance Trust Fund, where we tried to get the NFL to jump in on this back in 1997. And Jerry Rice actually donated $80,000 for the cause because you know, of his, obviously, his number 80. But he helped. And Willie, we met people like Willie Wood and Dave Robinson and Ray Nitschke. Guys like that never had any kind of pension money at all. They were making twelve, fourteen hundred dollars a month. Uh, John Henry mm. Johnson, Otto Graham, these were guys that built the NFL. And the NFL to this day, Roger Goodell, he won't even accept it. And Canton, Ohio, mm. I turned my back. I turned my back at Canton, Ohio, because Kenny Stabler didn't get inducted until after he passed away. And they will not give his family. Yeah, that was sad, man. Yeah, well, they won't sad. give his family yeah. his, his Hall of Fame ring or his Super Bowl jacket. And they want Why? to keep it there because I, I think he had a second wife. So they're like, well, we're not, we don't know which family to give it to. Hey, how about giving it to both of them? How about that? Does that help? <laughs> like, you got to be out of your wow. mind. That's wow. crazy. I'm sorry. I went off on a rant, but don't mind me. I don't know who was that you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kenny Stabler used to play for the Raiders in the, in yeah, the, the Saints. Yeah. Yep, and he played for the Oils. Yeah, too. in the Saints, too. Yeah. Yep. 72 to about 1880, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Loved him. Loved him. Yeah, I loved him. The snake. Yeah, the snake was really good. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, before we wrap really up, was. Tico, uh, Tico, are you, are you out yeah. there, Tico? Tico, I better yeah. tell you, Five Heartbeats, one of my favorite movies. My girlfriend and I watch it uh, twice a year. One of the greatest movies ever. Robert Townsend, such a talented man, put that movie together. I guess uh, with you, all you guys, and it's just a, a terrific movie. Doesn't get hey, enough hey, airplay. Hey, Tico, Thank this you. is Patrick speaking here. Welcome. Hey, you know what? I've been wanting hey. to tell you, man. I watch the Five Heartbeats every month. Oh, and you know what, movie. man? Every time I watch it, <laughs> it's, it's like I watched it for the first time. I love exactly. that movie. That's my favorite movie. Wow, exactly. that's so good to hear. You know, uh, Robert movie, did a documentary. Man. Robert has done, uh, done a documentary called Making the Five Heartbeats. Mm. And it, uh, should be, it should be out uh, within the, uh, the next couple of months. That's great. And, oh, uh, nice. You know. Yeah, I, I was in L.A. a few times, and I, I got to meet Ronaldo Reyes back in the day. I don't, I don't know if he's still oh, yeah. with us. Yeah, Red. Oh, uh, Red, yeah. He was just so funny. Oh, yeah. Such a great, great guy. And, uh, is, that, is that the guy that, that dangled the guy off the, uh, off the balcony, right? Yeah, he's been around for years. No, no, that, my, was, my big, that was Big Red. No, that was Big Ronaldo Red. Ronaldo Reyes was, was a comedian. They called comedian, him Red. Yeah. Oh, okay. he was, yeah, he did the well, hat joke. You see his face, you'll know him. Big Red in uh, the movie. No, no. Ronaldo no, Reyes, no, he had no. a, a joke called the hat joke. You have to look it up on YouTube. Go to YouTube, Ronaldo Reyes hat joke. Funniest joke on the planet. It's a funny, funny joke, and you'd love it. It's called the hat joke. <laughs> so. he, he was well-loved out here. He, he yes. passed away, but he was, he was oh, well-loved yeah, in, yeah. in uh, L.A. Yep, yeah, but, uh, right. uh, yeah, you know, that movie just keeps – people – uh, we we had a um, couple screenings of the uh, documentary out here. Oh wow! People came out and Diane Carroll and uh, wow was there and Cat Williams was there and That's Sherry terrific. Shepherd and and when Diane Carroll got on stage and and Robert got to talk to her, um, just the love and respect that people have for her. And oh sure, she hasn't gotten enough credit for her, no. her career. She's you a know, pioneer. Yeah, she had to break. A lot of groundbreaking, yeah. lot of groundbreaking roles. Julia, the TV yeah. show Julia, she played a nurse. Julia, yeah, yeah Julia, Julia, great, yeah, show. great show, yeah, yeah. yeah Robert, we do thank you guys, man. I appreciate yeah, that. William, we have to do this every week. Never mind every year. We have to do this every week. <laughs> yeah, man, we got to do this more often. Never wrote five hearts. Exactly. That was the best movie he ever wrote. Five hearts. Best one. Yeah, yeah. We start out with Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah. He, did, he did a lot of good ones. Yeah, Hollywood Meteor Shuffle was Man. funny, but 
Five Heartbeats was the best one out of all any movie he ever made. Five Heartbeats yep. was the best one. Well, at least I love those HBO specials he had on too. Uh, the Bulls, yeah, the Black, the Beautiful, Partners in Crime. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my I remember God. those back in the those early nineties. Exactly, those are great. He made uh, Hollywood Shuffle with his credit card. He said, "Put on his credit card." Yeah, yeah, Max out his credit card. Dog. <laughs> that was the best one. Where's Marvel behind my hot dog? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that was my great cast. Yeah. I think I rewinded. I think I rewinded that like about a hundred times with the hat with it's the hot funny. dog. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Winky, uh, Dinky, uh, what was it called? Winky, Winky, Dinky dog. Winky, Winky, Dinky dog. dog yeah. Winky, Dinky dog. Yeah. <laughs> Winky, Dinky dog. <laughs> he said Jerry Curl uh, Jenkins. That was my. That was the best one, Jerry Curl Jenkins. He said, "Do the Jerry Curl. Don't stop." He said, <laughs> "He said, what you want, Jerry Curl Jenkins?" He said, "Yeah, it's Jerry Curl Jenkins." That's funny. He said. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you know wow. who, who didn't get a lot of credit? Huh? Who didn't get a lot of credit for Five Heartbeats was Keenan Ivory Wands, and I think mm-hmm. um, he's he's featured a lot in the documentary. Okay. And because um, during that time he was he was doing Living Color. Yeah. And so okay. he kind of handed it over to Robert. You know, they co-wrote oh. the movie together. Oh wow! Well. A lot I of people to work with don't associate Keenan. Right. Used His to work with Damon. Was here. A few years ago, I tell you again, he didn't big time anybody. You know, sometimes these Hollywood comedians come into town in Boston or in Providence, and uh, uh-huh. they don't want to be bothered. You know, they don't want to be bothered. His, uh, you know, his Damon just standing there taking pictures, signing autographs, long after the show was over, and uh, yeah, just a really gentleman, real nice gentleman, and a great, great guy. Uh, we had such a fine time working with him. He was just a blast to hang out with. Awesome. I've been very, I'm very definitely lucky. gonna have to follow up on that, Tico. We're definitely gonna have to follow up on that. Yeah. yeah okay, awesome. folks. So we're getting near. I guess we're getting kind of near the end here. I just want to get into some predictions. So um, I guess I'll I'll start. I think my prediction I'll put out there. I'll say Pat's thirty-five and I'm sorry, Pat's thirty-eight and LA thirty-five. Uh, Eric, how about you? I'm going to go with my heart and not my brain (laughs) and say Rams uh, 34-24. And the key to the game is going to be when they have the Patriots on third and ten, for God's sake, double-team Gronk, do something to the guy, kick him in the knee or something. Don't let him catch the ball because the Chiefs (laughs) let him – Catch the ball on every third and ten possible, which yep. they ended up losing the game. So Rams going to win this game as long as they do that on third and ten. They can do it. There you go, Andy. How about you? I'm looking for a low-scoring affair. I'm thinking Patriots, uh, even though they're two-and-a-half-point dogs today, I'm looking at the Pats at about uh, 23 to 10. Oh, wow. Old school. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, Patrick, how Old about school you? Old defensive score. Oh, um, wow. You know, every time I pick against a GOAT, I always wind up looking stupid. So <laughs> I'm going to pick uh, <laughs> Patriots, <laughs> Patriots 24, Rams 21. It's going to be close. But uh, like I said, Belichick's going to figure it out if they start pushing. So I'll uh, uh, pass a win by three. Mm, David? Well, you know me, uh, William. I've been very fortunate to be right on sometimes with some of these scores. I've been going back and forth 34-31. I think the final score is going to be 34-31. I'm just not sure who's going to win. <laughs> I want the Patriots to win. <laughs> oh, <time>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know who's going to win. It's a coin flip. I'm going to flip the coin on Sunday. But I think the final score will be wow. 34-31. Probably Patriots. Okay. <laughs> All right. How about you, Tico? Man, I, you know, just like last year, I remember uh, people kept saying, well, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Nick Foles doesn't have enough experience and blah, blah, right. blah. And I said, listen, yeah. there, was, there was a time Tom Brady didn't have experience, and he put it to the Rams. So right. none of that stuff means anything to me. Um, I'm not good at predictions. I don't know who's going to win. Um, I love I love all the players in this game. I love Tom Brady. Um 
I've only I've been to three Super Bowls and I only got to see four teams because one of the teams was the was the Patriots. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I just want to see a good game and and hopefully nobody gets hurt. Right. God bless you. Right. And no uh, no referee That's calls, good. interference calls either. That's- yeah, yeah, I'm oh, looking yeah, forward yeah, to yeah, it. It's gonna, be, it's gonna oh, be a good yeah, game. Oh yeah, good clean game. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, no so but before I let y'all go, I just want to go through and uh, anybody has any projects or anything exciting they want to share or plug or put out there in uh, in out there in Radio Land. Uh, anything you want to plug at all? So uh, Andy, I'll start with you. Yeah, I'm now a Washington correspondent for a group in London. I'm covering uh, Congress for uh, vaping and uh, cannabis. All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, Eric. How about uh, how's business? Talk about uh, what you got going on. Well, business is always going well. You know, making dreams come true. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, I am a mortgage broker, so uh, I find the loans that make people homeowners. Okay, and how how can people find you in, in uh out there? Oh, well, let's start off with my cell phone number, 443-422-0284. You can find me on Facebook as well and LinkedIn, Eric Davalos, D-A-V-A-L-O-S. Um, although that's not as unique as I once thought. There's a lot more Davaloses out there now. i got to find <laughs> out who's my relatives or not. <laughs> but, no, that's how you can find me. Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, I, I know there's other things out there that I help me out here. Was it Snapchat? My, my kids are starting to tell me that uh, Instagram, that's the younger generation's uh, Facebook. Yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Twitter. There you go. Or, or Belichick called it Snapface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Snapface. That's funny. But anyway, that's anyway, that's okay. how you can find me. And one last thing. The, the constant that's been for the past 20 years is Belichick and Brady. Um, hopefully uh, they'll talk about it. Can they win a Super Bowl without each other? Who knows? But mm. they're fortunate. They didn't have to. Right. That's a good question. Yeah. I yeah. think it's like peanut butter and jelly. Okay. So, Patrick, <laughs> uh, I know you, you were getting into coaching. So what you got going on? Well, uh, it, it, well, you know, um, I got – some stuff going on with uh, two things. Well, it's kind of well. Actually, it's, it's the uh, first thing is May. Uh, May was it um, Mayfield State College up in North Dakota. Waiting on a friend of mine. Uh, if he gets a coaching job, then I'm supposed to be the old line coach for that. And uh, I just jumped into a little real estate. I'm ex- kind of excited about that, about uh, wholesaling and, uh, you know, uh, flipping and like that. But I lost my mom um, in November. So I'm sorry to hear that. Kinda, you know, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm still grieving. So. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay, so uh, Tico, uh, I know you have the documentary coming up, and uh, what else you got? Man, I'm just enjoying life, man. I'm I'm a YouTube junkie. I spend every day <laughs> studying, looking at all kinds of crazy stuff on YouTube, and uh, the uh, <laughs> been arguing with my cousin about are chemtrails real or not. He doesn't believe in it, but uh, out here in California and not just in California, all over, all around the world. We, we're, well, you and Andy can, get, uh, can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's sad, man. It's sad that so many so many people uh, have such diabolical minds, you know, that they mm. would they would um, pollute the earth. So that that's that's something that concerns me a lot, and also just trying to make people more aware of 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 health and 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 how. Um, how food food plays a big important part in our health and and it's still not a big issue in 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 a lot of people's lives but you know that's that's what I do you know I I um I'm just enjoying life right now and the documentary on the five heartbeats is really good I saw it and Robert did a great job 
I mean, I'm, I'm not just saying that because I'm in it, but making the five <laughs> heartbeats. Everybody, look out so for is, it. So, is that is that coming out uh, in the movie theater or? It's probably going to be uh, streaming. Streaming. No, I, I, okay. I put it on YouTube right now. It's on YouTube right now. I'm just catching a little of it. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So you can watch it on YouTube. Yes. Thirty-three minutes right there. Well, there's an interview. Robert's being questions. There's questions and answers. I'm not sure if it's the exact. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. But I guess put it. No, up that's not the whole film. That's not. That's okay, not the whole folks. Film. Okay. So what? What is the whole film coming out, uh, Tico? Uh, either February or March. I'm not sure of the dates. Okay. The and, it, and, it's and, the and it's going to be coming out Just on YouTube. Just keep your eyes open. No, no, it's, I, I'm not. I, I'm not sure which platform. Probably Amazon or um, uh, iTunes, that kind of thing. Netflix. Okay. Okay. okay oh, yeah, okay. that sounds okay. about right. Yeah. That's Amazon, right. Netflix, and all that. There's so much great material out there. Excellent, excellent. Well, Andy, Eric, Patrick, David. Tico, this has been fantastic. This is awesome. It's always a pleasure to have you guys on. I mean, I really love this and look forward to, to doing this every year. Our pleasure. It was my pleasure. Definitely, Tico. Thanks for having me. Andy, Eric, all you guys. My pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Yes, absolutely. Guys, yeah, have a, have, a, have a great time watching the game. Condolences to, to you and uh, your family on and may uh, your mom rest in peace. And uh, thank you so much. Life man. goes I on. That. Yes. Life goes on. Thank you, I, I lost my mom too, so it's a weird. Thank you weird, so much, man. Surreal that experience. That means a lot man. coming from you, man. And my yeah. mom, she's probably smiling down at you, a movie star like yeah. you from the Five Heartbeats. Wish her, wish her <laughs> to rest in peace. I know she's smiling. Oh yeah. So <laughs> definitely. So your family, yes. I said that. Bless her. Bless your family. Yes. Hey, thank you so Prayers. much, Chico. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Good night, gentlemen. Have uh, have a great uh, weekend. Enjoy the game. Okay. Good night. Right, God bless everybody. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Did you forget to Jeez. plug your project? Huh? What was Did that? Did you forget to plug your project? Oh, my projects. Oh, oh me? Don't you have an opening night coming up? <laughs> uh, before I go, I'll just say uh, my project is just to keep uh, – Putting people on, you know, just uh, I, I will say I do have the Inside Acting TV show. Uh, you can find that out there uh, on Greenbelt Public Access. I'm doing everything. I'm a, I'm the man who is everywhere. I'm the king of DC media. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and uh, I just want right. to say to y'all and everybody out there to uh, keep reaching for your dreams and do something for your career every day and break a leg. Okay. Good night, everybody. Right. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, folks. I'm going to finish with this song that we finish with every night. It's called When the World is Blind. Good night. Under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down, I won't fight Beat on my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you I wasn't living before you came Now I'm seeing myself in you
Danger 